everybody. We took a week off. Last week was terrible, and, and it was just, oh, hey, Rhoda. I know it was so bad, and we're going to let you out of the room. I know you like to be a part active participant. Yeah, we took a week off. I'm sorry that we didn't, like, give anybody updates or anything like that, but just, man... It was bad. It was, that was that was a rough week. There was all sorts of things. You were like incredibly sick. The media majors. It's back. It's me. It's Tom Lockney. You're Liam Senior. Yeah. We like to talk about media. I focus on video games and the internet. I focus on the movies and the TVs. Yeah, and we each tell each other a true story from our preferred medium. No theme this week. Fuck a theme. Uh, the horse Equus <laughs> fenis calibus is one Don't of two exempt subspecies of Equus fenis. Ferris, sorry. Uh, ours look like ends. It is an odd-toed, undulate mammal belonging to the taxonomic family Equidae. Or mm -hmm. Equidae. Sorry. There we go. Equidae, because it's yeah. <laughs> I just keep thinking. Equus, You're Equus, really Equus, Equus, Equus. Liam. Uh, not to not to uh, uh, disparage you in public on the podcast, but you're very bad at doing uh, scientific names for horses. Apparently, I don't think that is a, a false thing to say at all. All right. The horse has evolved over the past forty-five to fifty-five million years hell yeah uh from a small to from a small multi-toed creature into a large single-toed animal of today there's that weird thing where like their, their, legs, their, their are, legs are like fingers yeah there's a there's like a bim bam thing about it and you can google it's shit from science. there yeah, yeah there's science you can find from there um humans began domesticating horses around 4000 bc uh, and their domestication is believed to have been widespread by 3000 BC. Okay. So once the first group of people were like, horses, everybody yeah. else was like, horses! Hey, you know what runs faster than we do? Those weird things with all the fingers. Uh, and they're still domesticated to this day. Uh, there, there's been, there's a bond between people and horse. I people think that's, love horses. But I think other, like, horses also really like certain people, too. I I, I think it's, it's they remind me of, of dogs in a way. In, I, in the sense that they can bond with a human. I try not to ascribe intent to horses because I fear them. I just, I'm get, guessing They're this so from... Big. They are very big. But I'm guessing this just from, like, horse people that yeah, I've yeah, known yeah. over people, the yeah, years. Yeah, yeah, It's like animals form bonds all the time with people. Uh, and since they're domesticated, they've been used in films since literally the day after the camera was invented. Yeah, I think I, the first thing they shot was a horse running. Yeah, I know. I think you're. I think I'm you're, almost doesn't, 100% doesn't, right. Doesn't like. I know it's not the first film, but like it, the. <sighs> Was that your food? Yep. <laughs> Jesus Lord, continue. Uh, sorry, just checking to make sure. This will be fun to edit out. Yeah. Continue. Uh. So yeah, the like I'm pretty sure the first movie is just a horse running. Yeah. <laughs> That's some weirdo with a camera made. Uh, a lot of horses, like a lot of horses, have died in the process of making oh, films boy. from human negligence. Oh, boy. We've talked about it on our PETA episode, but eventually horses stopped dying in movies. Thank goodness. Yeah. Well, and then HBO made luck, but that's a story for another day. <laughs> uh, not for that horse. Liam Neeson is an Irish actor who is not a horse. Yeah, uh, yeah. I couldn't fully confirm Wait, this. Wait, I'm sorry, what? Yeah. Are, what are you talking about? Liam Neeson isn't a horse. I, well, I know that. What are you talking about? What am I talking about what? Continue, I yeah. guess. So Liam Neeson is an Irish actor who is not a horse. He but sure is. He's a human being yeah. with ten fingers instead of four. But recently, he's been in the news for horse-related things. Uh, Neeson recently... <laughs> what? Yeah. Neeson recently told Page Six that a horse in the Netflix Coen Brothers collab, uh, Buster Scruggs, knew him. <laughs> That's what the Coen Brothers movie is called. 
don't I didn't fucking write it. It's called The Ballad of it's, Buster Scruggs. <laughs> okay. Listen, it was literally written for Eric McAdams. I don't know what to tell you. All right. Uh, yeah. You, well, t- you know what? You do know what to tell me. You have it written down on that phone there. Uh, and the horse knew him from a previous movie, Sex in the... <laughs> Sex in the City 2. Sex in the City 2. Horses. Uh, Seth MacFarlane's shit-stained Western, A Million Ways to Die in oh, the West. Oh, boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, there were accounts that when the horse ran into Neeson, he, like, pawed at the ground and Aww, was, like, very happy to see nice. him. nice. Um... This is a quote from Liam Neeson. I love animals. When we worked together before I took special care of him, I'd fed him treats and gave him apples. Mm. So a lot of people on Twitter claim that Liam Neeson was full of shit for some reason, because I guess they just don't like don't like join the world. Uh, so other actors like Russell Crowe and Viggo Mortensen both tweeted out that like, no, I've worked with the same horses in like 15 years apart and the horse remembered me. That's such a, that's such a lame thing to, to like, well, actually about to just like, oh, you're making it up. It's all fake. Like, who cares? Who cares? Well, here's why I think people care. Oh, really? In 1858, Central Park in Manhattan is open to the public. Mm-hmm. And from, like, the day it opens, horse-drawn carriages are a huge part of, of just Central Park. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've always felt that Manhattan isn't a great place for a horse because it's a yeah, cold it's a gridlock city. iron. Um, it's just a bunch of tall wind tunnels that make everything terrible. Uh, oh, I miss it so. Uh, and a lot of people were actually behind uh, New York banning horses altogether in Central Park. Unfortunately, it included people like Miley Cyrus and Alec Baldwin and PETA, which is like, oh, why do I align myself? <laughs> right cause, wrong folks, uh. Alec. Um, but Neeson... <laughs> the following is from an article on Neeson from Men's Journal. New York City Mayor Bill de Blasio, he vows that he's going to ban horse-drawn carriages. So Neeson, who grew up caring for horses on his aunt's farm, waited to defend to defend the drivers. I'm in the park every day. I see these guys. I know these guys. There were so many celebrities supporting what? the band. What I was a like, bunch of good guys. These guys needed a celebrity or two. He really put himself in the line of fire, says Stephen Malone, a second-generation <laughs> carriage driver and spokesman for the horse and carriage industry. Okay. It was a complete game-changer. He hosted a stable visit for the city council on a Sunday afternoon, and if he wasn't there, we might have gotten one or two members, but we ended up with about 20. They got to take selfies with Liam Neeson, That's but they nice. also uh, got to, you know, like, meet the horse-drawn carriage driver's families and stuff. Yeah. Uh, Cole McKeever, an Irish-born carriage driver and longtime friend of Neeson's, told uh, Men's Journal, there's a framed picture of him in every stable. That is inc- What? Yeah. There's a framed picture of Liam Neeson, apparently, in every stable. In every in stable. Wow, that's impressive. The proposal was eventually <laughs> defeated, and now a Neeson... Hoof, a hoof lightly presses against a frame, a longing... <laughs> uh... Neeson is a hero to the 300-odd drivers who often stop him yeah. to say thanks. It's oh, almost just like, like he's part of the tour. Just like the Spartans. <laughs> There's the carousel, and that's Liam Neeson. Liam Neeson is the biggest Hollywood star going right now. Uh, okay. And, I mean, no, but all right. Yeah. No, no slight to Liam, but, like, but like also no. no. Uh, and he walks through Central Park and stops to talk to carriage guys. Only a true gentleman would do that. Mm. And that is my story <laughs> of Liam Neeson's Liam. weird relationship to horses. Ugh. Named after a car, but has a love for horses. Who would have thunk it? Who would have? Uh, we're going to take a break, and when we get back, Tom is going to talk about a guy who wrote a book. Back in history class, did you ever take a step back from that textbook you were reading and just think to yourself, man, these people are very dumb. Hi, my name is Eric McAdams, and I have a podcast for you. 
It's called Big Time Whoopsies, and every other Wednesday on the Major Cast Network, I tell a guest, and you the listener, a story from history involving massive incompetence. Big Time Whoopsies. People are dumb, and history can prove it. Gonna start mine off with a with a trigger warning for just like I think broad misogyny and, and fat phobia. This is a, a story about a cruel, self-martyred idiot. Liam, do you love your curvy wife? I'm not married. <laughs> I know I love my curvy wife. Wait a minute, that's not Tom. That's a man named Robbie Tripp who, on July 30th, 2017, posted a picture of him and his wife embracing on a Florida, I believe Miami beach, to Instagram with the following caption, which I will be editorializing on. I love this woman and her curvy body because this is about him. This is this is about Robbie. As a teenager, I was often teased by my friends for my attraction to girls on the thicker side. Ones, <laughs> yeah. When when he says it, <laughs> ones who were shorter and curvier, but shorter? What? Huh? What? Who? Girls that the average parenthetical basic bro might refer to as chubby or even fat. So three things about that. He's he's one, positioning himself as like a victim of his own attraction as though like the base level of heterosexual human attraction makes you a fucking underdog. Two, positions his attraction as like sophisticated by calling dudes who make fun of him for it basic. Uh, which is like not not totally untrue. Like, like basic is the wrong framing of it. it, it it's It's... It's wrong to shame people for, like, you know, for being sexually attracted to, like, you know. People. By people. People. Yeah, exactly. Like, oh, cool. Like, I find this other adult attractive. Well, why are you making H fun of me for yeah. it? But it's not like, it's not like, oh, I, you just don't get IPAs. Or, <laughs> <laughs> I love my flowery Indian pale ale. Yeah, and he's not, like, criticizing them. He's using it to make him look good. And three, the, like... That, that line, the, like, chubby or even fat. Like, it, it, that is in and of itself fat phobic. He's being like, ooh, I like I like chubby girls, maybe even a few fat ones. And it's like, dude, what the hell, man? And then you're like, are you just reading off a Guns N' Roses lyric? <laughs> then, oh, it continued. Then, as I became a man. <laughs> Buddy, I have bad news for you. Oh, when a Robbie becomes a Robert. <laughs> And started to educate. What a beautiful, what a beautiful yeah. turn of phrase. To educate myself on issues such as feminism and how the media marginalizes women by portraying a very narrow and specific standard of beauty, parenthetical, thin, tall, lean. <laughs> Sounds like someone Google searched the word feminism. I, <laughs> I realize how many men have bought that lie. Oh, what, what? a feminist. <laughs> what a feminist. Oh, man. Don't 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 ever um, un, un prompt you describe yourself as like a feminist if you're like now Tom you always I'm sound a feminist like, because oh, oh because one time I saw an episode of Sex listen, in the City listen if there's one thing you can know about me it's that I'm a man you can trust Emmanuel Trusting's the name Ugh. modern day feminist yeah. just just don't position yourself as part of an ideology that that you don't get to decide if you're a part of it. You know? It's easy. There is nothing sexier than this woman right here. 
Great. Congratulations, thick, dude. Thick thighs. Big booty. Okay. Hey, cute, buddy. <laughs> cute little side roll. Yeah. What the fuck, my dude? Yeah, dude. Her shape and size won't be the one featured on the cover of Cosmopolitan, but it's the one featured in my life and in my heart. I want to punch this dude in the neck. Yeah, he's bad. Uh, and also not trying to, I like, I... I'm very, I do not want to ascribe wokeness to Cosmo. That's not the point I'm trying to, about to make here. But like Cosmo has featured, uh, uh, many plus, different types yeah. of people. But, well, recent, very, very recently, actually, I believe that they did actually feature a plus size model. And that does not, that does not mean, uh, that they are like necessarily a positive force. However, like the the point i'm making here is that he's not criticizing cosmo because he legitimately believes that they won't do that he is criticizing cosmo because it is a punch down that he can use to like aggrandize himself because because yeah cosmo still has problems even even though they have like featured a plus size model um that's but he's he's not like legitimately attempting to get a call to action here he's he just wants to be like look at how cool i am for like in my, my hot, thick wife continued. There's nothing sexier to me than a woman who is both curvy. Oh. <laughs> I was about to be like, me too, bud. <laughs> who is both curvy and confident. This gorgeous girl I married fills out every inch of her jeans. Oh my God. Oh God. Listen, okay, listen. I'm not, we're not also not trying to be like, uh, I just want to make it clear that we are also not trying to, to shame this this man's poor poor wife who has to go through all of this. The way he's talking about it is not is not is good. So yeah, no no no. Up. I actually I actually have specifically written okay, stuff cool. for later. Uh, yeah, uh, but fills out every inch of her jeans is Ooh. is still the most beautiful one in the room. It is not a competition. <sighs> it, like he st he still subscribes to the idea that the world is structured by like hot points or however you want to phrase it, and that some people are more attracted than others instead of just like you're attracted to what you're attracted to. And it's it's fucking it's fucking bizarre to think it think about people and their the the way that you are attracted to them in in terms of like oh like more than other you know yeah. Uh, continued guys rethink what society has told you that you should desire a real woman oh man, okay this is a really bad one a real woman is not a porn star or a bikini mannequin ugh, or a movie character she's real well the movie character thing unlike 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 all those unlike all those porn stars i guess hey hey everybody they're people friendly, too. friendly reminder to respect sex work and sex workers they're people too Ugh, and, and like the specific, like the the mannequin thing. Like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, you and, and also the like mannequin. And and it's not. Uh, the, I think that there is like a kind of a a devil's advocate trapping that you fall into when you go like there is nothing wrong with uh, thin bodies, but also like there are, there are some people who legitimately just look like that and we shouldn't we shouldn't make fun of people for looking the way that they look which mm -hmm. is which is what he's doing he's not i i don't think that he even understands like the basis level implications of like what he's saying there which is why it's like a hard thing to criticize without falling into like similar trappings you know yeah but hey guess what human beings aren't mannequins what Ugh. Then who am I talking to when my mom's at Nordstrom's? <laughs> Continued. She has beautiful stretch marks on her hips. And, and, and there is such a level of specificity to his wife's body that I, I it makes me incredibly uncomfortable. I feel like she doesn't want me to know about her stretch marks, bruh. Uh, on her hips and cute little 
dimples on her booty. Girls, don't ever fool yourself by thinking that you have to fit a certain mold to be loved and appreciated. Just continue. There's a guy out there who's going to celebrate you for exactly who you are. Someone who will love you like I love my Sarah. That's fucking weird. What a weird thing to say. You can mm. just say Sarah. <laughs> you don't have to say your Sarah. Yeah. Oh, guess what? He gets like super possessive in later. Yeah, he's gotten super possessive in this one. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't think that this guy actually really loves Sarah. Uh, I don't think he. Loves I don't, I don't think wife. he. I don't think he really actually cares a lot about his wife. Um, also, yeah, like again, I think it's it's weird and uncomfortable the level of detail with which he describes her body. It is okay to be like, I find the person that I am with attractive. You know, that's that's fine. Um, but like to be like, it it reeks of like dudes who are like oh man, my girlfriend Tiffany's got such a ripe ass or some shit like that. Like, what the fuck, people, man? You know? <laughs> I love your impression of a bro. Ripe ass. Like, quit turning... Fresh for the plucking. <laughs> like, quit turning your partner into a fucking erotic novel for the internet. You into an erotic out. garden. Uh, also, also, one last thing. Um, his wife... Uh, uh, there, there, I, I want to make clear, like, there's nothing wrong with this, but his wife, I, I do believe, is, like, a very conventionally attractive white woman. Um, there's nothing wrong with that, but what she, what she looks like is none of our business as it relates to our gaze on her in this situation, but the way that he's positioning her as, like, this, like, repulsive beast or whatever that, like, men would... would who would What kind of fear. man would be attracted to this? I am depraved as the Lord made is, me! Is like, is, like, weird because she because she is, like, a very, very conventionally attractive white woman. And this, this gets into, like... This is... This feeds into broader problems with the way that the body positivity movement has been appropriated by like both corporate and like mainstream culture and dudes um but yeah but i I do i do want to like i think that is like a thing that we can't totally ignore in this story uh and it it, like again like it's because of the way that he is speaking about this it's hard to not uh uh, criticize those things without partaking in like a level of objectification but like there are there are realities about the the world that he is like positioning himself against that that just aren't true the like claims that he's making about that that just aren't true that i think are part of it and are part of why uh that movement is like gets co-opted in in certain ways he goes viral partly due to people being like look at this fucking idiot uh, but also because of stupid, easily tricked woke seekers and cynical content miners who see something that mildly poorly imitates the language of progressivism and hero worships some opportunists like they're the second coming. Uh, this is, yeah, like I said, also indicative of the body positive movement that has faced uh, uh, that the body positive huh, that the body positivity movement has faced as it has been like embraced but really co-opted by corporate and mainstream culture which likes to pat themselves on the back for liking people that already mostly kind of generally fit into into attributes of conventional desirability mm-hmm. it's not it's you know like hey every hey everybody like i'm not i i'm not trying to like speak for that movement or whatever but it's not about fetishizing your own attraction and fetishizing the the the, the figures of that attraction it's about like acknowledging that people of all shapes um though though specifically uh, like actually 
uh, fat women and and more specifically like women of color who are the progenitors of and unfortunately the most regularly silenced figures within the modern body positive positivity movement uh, are that they are attractive and that they have that they are the ones who get to dictate the terms of their sexiness and sexuality you know without you know feeling shame or feeling like weird again figures of fetish uh, and I also don't have time to go into the science of why a lot of people just kind of have the body that they're born with. But suffice to say that there's less that we can do to change our bodies than we think. And that that's okay. <laughs> but all this like BuzzFeed bullshit. It's, I, I specifically BuzzFeed is one of the people who was like, wow, look at this inspiring man. Uh, uh, propels Robbie Tripp to fame. He's become an incredible popular Insta influencer snagging lucrative promotional details with numerous corporations. Ah, oh, fuck. Yeah, oh boy, buddy. Of course, these aren't the posts people are there for, so to maintain engagement and therefore his ability to secure brand promotional deals, he keeps posting these curvy wife pictures. One of them is on his knee by his wife's butt, again on a Florida beach, giving two thumbs up. Like, like, check out her ass. Like, dude, like, dude. It's so fucking corny. It's so fucking weird. And it's like, and that's the other thing that it's like a little difficult to talk about is because it's like, I don't want to I don't want to be like she's not an agent at in this at all but also like I uh so there's like there's a level of of gray when it comes to like her authorship in this because I, 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 like this is one of the most damning things is like as far as I know she has not publicly spoken about this I looked and I couldn't quite find anything I don't know, so not heard hide nor hair yeah yeah I'm not gonna I'm not gonna read the whole caption on some of these or on any of these but suffice to say that he refers to her as like doll face and says shit like she's all mine Ugh. there's like a weird thing where he's like I can tell people are staring at her and it's like well, yeah, you're doing the same. You're like again, like you're you're just like approaching the fetish, not like like from the outside in though. This time, where you're like all these other people want to fuck my undesirable wife, and it's like, what are you? I'm. The, you're the worst, man. Sit down, Robbie. Ugh. And this should go without saying, but he is old racist pests. What? He doesn't outright say the literal N-word, but he uses a phonetically adjacent slang term that's literally like slang for the same thing it's n-i-g-g or n-i-j-j-a what the fuck which just which just means the same thing like one of them letters. is like like you know when we, like like he changed one of them to say my ninja which like that's not better dude it's just you're just going i can't say it but i want to Ugh. uh and he also has there's there's one uh that is like a hashtag that it's like a group photo and one of the people in it is, is a black man and he said the hashtag he puts in is only filter you can see him because he's black that's literally like that's the literal hashtag that he has Ugh. and again and again like just using real human beings for content in a shitty way he's leveraged his social media presence into speaking appearances such as a tedx talk entitled why millennials are changing the world i couldn't even be bothered to watch it Apparently, from what I from what I gathered, it's just like millennials in, invented the concept of an influencer, which, uh, influencer, which I am, and I make a lot of money doing that. That's so, like, true. isn't that cool? Oh lordy! Uh, perhaps his greatest contribution to society, though, is his book entitled <laughs> Cre Cre Grave Encounters: Creative Rebellion." 
It is what? A, it is 108 pages long. That's not a book! 15 of which are blank. Wait, hold on. What? What does that mean? Uh, you can't just publish a book with blank pages? Listen, uh, listen to this. Quote, This week I finally submitted my book proposal to my agent. After five long months, I've created a tidy 80-page proposal. The, the, the book is a mere... Okay, 108 minus 15 is 93. The, the, the proposal and the book are basically it's the same 30, page. It's 13 pages longer than the proposal. For a book that I firmly believe I was, <laughs> I was born to write. How to deal with haters and overcome negativity while chasing your dreams. I doubt many of you know this, but I've actually been here once before. Last year, I got insanely close to achieving my lifelong dream of getting a book deal from a major publisher. And then it fell through at the last minute. I was subsequently rejected by 12 different publishers. Oh yeah, by the way, this book is self-published. Um, uh, and, and not that there's, not that they, hey, if you want to self-publish a book and put your art out there in the world, that's fine. But it's funny because this guy couldn't, because he's such a piece of garbage. Uh, all for different reasons before having to go back to the drawing board. Uh, uh, to be honest, I was hardly disappointed because I believe that's just what was meant to happen will happen. If something doesn't work out, I don't stress. I just remember that's not God's plan for me. There's, uh. no, <laughs> there's no such thing as... Oh, boy, I don't like this. There's no such thing as defeat for somebody who refuses to be defeated. Ooh, okay. Yes. Uh, then he talks about the viral, blah, blah, blah. Basically, he literally admits that he he managed to do this because he went viral. Thank you to all of my all of you who followed my journey here. It means so much to me. I hope you have some good vibes to toss my way. Now would be the time. Ha ha. I'll keep you updated. Have a great week. Uh, he does not. He doesn't even seem like a real person. I became savvy to this uh, because of babe.net. There was a babe.net post, uh, one, of, one which he is now suing them over called... Ha. Bet you can't tell the difference between Curvy Wife Guy's book and the Unabomber Manifesto. <laughs> Hell yeah. All excerpts I'm about to read come from that piece, which you should read because it is funny. Quote, Be careful and act swiftly as you operate amongst their spiteful hostility. Their infection can quickly turn you into a diseased member of their epidemic of, here it is, complacency and whoredom. These nasty symptoms of free-flowing hatred and negativity are ones... What a feminist, by the way. Jesus oh, you gave Lord. it away. I was going to guess it was the Unabomber. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I, didn't re I, I didn't pull the Unabomber ones for oh, this. Oh, cool. Because <laughs> guess, hey, guess what? That sounded kind of Unabomber. Oh, no, well, you know how you can tell? The Unabomber hates technology, and this is just some like weird amorphic like <laughs> YouTuber bullshit. I have no wife, and I'm a scream. <laughs> I'm gonna go. <laughs> uh, uh, these nasty symptoms of free-flowing hatred and negativity are ones that can so easily taint your own mind. Revolt against this faction's pathetic pornography. Again, with the the sex work thing. <laughs> He's just a bad dude. Good and and God. shatter their closed doors into splinters. And shatter the hedgehog. Their pastime. <laughs> gotta go fast. Gotta go fast into this bad book. Exposing their pastime of staying on porches of criticism and enjoying lounge chairs of scorn. Their path is much easier than the one you've chosen to pursue, but do not be tempted by its hollow pleasure. Common minds critique while great minds create. That's a whole passage of critique. Here's another one. Blitzkrieg the cowardly corporations with your open awareness of their misdeeds. Hey, dude. 
You take money from McDonald's and Chase Bank. McDonald's? Mm-hmm. Oh, no. Uh, you must make them understand that you are no longer a marionette that is subject to the inconsiderate movements of their wretched wrists. This guy just watched Fight Club. I think he just watched Fight Club. <laughs> That's what it sounds like. Become a variable, an unquantifiable figure that can't be marginalized. You're a white cishet man. He, oh yeah, oh, but here's one more. This desire to bring into existence something unique, something that the world has not yet seen is the definition of purity. That is, that is, I know he's talking about making art, but that is so close to eugenics. It's, yeah. it's, oh, it's a, it's a ghost shadow away from eugenics. That's a terrible metaphor. I don't know. It's a, it's a ghost in the shell away from <laughs> eugenics. Um, there, I saved you with the much worse metaphor. Yeah. He, you know, you can just read the rest of these from the website. He's writing another book. Maybe this one will pay for the lawsuit. Huh. He's, this guy sucks. You do not, do not, that, that's kind of, th I think the point of my story is like, do not trust people like this who are nakedly and on their face, terrible people who are like, co-opting movements and like progressive ideals while like very obviously not like hey it, it there is there is more to like progressivism than like i'm sexually attracted to these people like like i i i made a i made like kind of a bleak reference to this on the bowsette episode that i think that there is like conversation that can come out of like a fictional character that is genderqueer um being so broadly embraced but like these this is these are real people we're talking about here you know there there's a difference be between like hey like i like this fictional character and like i jack it to <laughs> to my thick wife like well, yeah what the one, fuck one is uh, uh but there's i think there's i think i legitimately think that there's a very big like difference in terms of like the the discourse that can that can happen person to person between like oh i'm i'm sexually attracted to this fictional character that maybe doesn't like fit an exact norm um even even though like again like bowsette is like very uh appeals to to a heterosexual crowd in a big way uh versus like check out my check out my hot wife who's a real person a real person like what let me tell you about her stretch marks yeah because uh, i'm a fucking weirdo and also like I, I i like i again i think that this is like specifically indicative of a thing where the body positivity movement has been co-opted like lots of very big corporate things favor oh, so light yeah light squint like like skinned squint. women squinned <laughs> I love a good thick squid. Oh, uh, um, but like I, you know, other things like uh, um, J Jamila Jamil is also uh, like a, a. There was there was a piece critic uh, recently that that criticized her body positivity movement for favoring uh, like more conventionally attractive women because it's more than like ooh like she's curvy or whatever. It's like listen, people people have different body types a specific body type that is shunned as like fat people i i feel like a lot of people think that the body positivity movement is about just like how oh, i don't like super thin women you know uh do hey do some reading on body positivity you know find google criticism of of like dove and stuff like that like you were talking about you know also, fuck that guy. Oh man, if you wanna, if you want a real treat, there's no, there's no reductress headline that is, uh, uh, 
Is she cool or just pairing patterns with Reckless Abandon? This guy just pairs patterns with Reckless Abandon. Just Google Robbie Tripp and you'll get photos of him. There's one of him wearing like a black and red heart pattern uh, button up and like leopard print shorts. <laughs> oh, man. One pattern per item. Like that. Ugh, I don't want to talk about this anymore. But yeah, so that's Fuck that guy. Yeah, yeah, I, I saw that and I wanted to do, I wanted to talk about that guy. That man, that, that guy sucks, and it sucks that he's getting paid so much money to, to you know, exploit a social movement. So sometimes we talk about bad stuff on this show. Yeah, I wanted to talk about horses, but apparently, no, we have to talk about dudes that suck. Um. But we talk, do the self-care corner. That way, you know, we don't end on a sour note. Yeah. Uh, my dad came to visit a couple weekends ago. Uh, what a fun time. What a man. The end. He burnt, he made me, he kept me over while he was reading Mark Wahlberg's schedule to me and I burnt my grilled cheese because I was, I couldn't. You, you have autonomy. You could have walked away. I could have, but I would have felt rude. <laughs> um... Uh, my, oh, my. Mark of the Ninja. Is Mark of the Ninja. Well, actually, no, it's that I finally got a replacement for a laptop. That and too. it's a fucking sweet rig. Mm. You're ruining the word. Love my rig. Love my curvy rig. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. If you love your curvy rig and you want to talk about it, you can email the podcast at mediumagespodcast at gmail.com. Follow it on Twitter at mediumagescast. Um... I, I will listen to the other shows on the network. There should be a new episode of the filmographers going up soon. Soon. Probably yeah, by yeah. the end of the month. It's been recorded. Yeah. Um so it'll be back, the triumphant return. Um, you know, double X Files, Big Time Whoopsies, all those other great ones. Thanks for listening, everybody. You're great. We'll be there for you. Yep.